Hello and welcome to the Yam Yoon Podcast. Here we analyze a gados from Shas with a rational metaphorical method. Please email me with comments or questions, rabbi at rabbibailey.com or rabbibailey at gmail.com. Today's topic, what should be our attitude in Galus? We shall continue our analysis. Gitin, Zion, Amud, Aleph. To Zion, Amud, Beis, the two dots at the top, where the Agoda ends. We are continuing to have an emphasis on the finding depth, not only in the Agoda, just moving the mic, not only within the Agoda and analyzing it, but trying to understand who are these great Rabbonim, these incredible sages who speak in the Gemara, their background. We're trying to understand not just culture of the time, we're not understanding what we call a culture of the times shot, rather the context. The context of where they live is important. My um, Rebbe Berkowitz confirmed with me and, and taught me more that people are picked to say a memra. The sages make a statement in the Gemara or the Midrash, uh, not because um, they're the only person that said it. Perhaps many people said it, but uh, they're the greatest Rav, or there's something special about their life that it relates to, and or um, it's the most memorable. You know, Mishnah is meant to be memorized, Gomorrah less so, but still you'll see many times that the name relates to the uh, statement that they made. So, um, here too, we're going to see the powerful depth uh, of the ideas based on the person that said it. So, we're not saying that because someone lived in a certain time, that totally impacted their psaq halacha, their halachic rulings, or the concepts, the ideas that they had. No, there's klali people have rules of paskining, they use their logic to get to that endpoint. Yes, we're all, you know, um, have a lens of our personality and where we live, but that, that would not alter the halacha. It would, it would be less substantial than that. So, let's continue. We already mentioned about not singing in pubs and using instruments. So, Amale Rish Galusa, the Rav Huna, the head of the Galus, the head of Bavel, the Galus, said to Rav Huna, he was a second-generation Amora, and Reish Galusa, the Exilarch, um, was the title given to people that included people in the um, Tanakh and biblical times mentioned there, and continued on into, I guess, post-biblical times. Um, these people are mentioned in a sefer called Seder Olam Zuta. At the same time, the list seems to be incomplete and unclear, so there's a lot of commentary on there. Um, in this situation, so we will start by asking, why is this person called Reish Galusa? So initially you'll see it happens several times that they're called Reish Galusa. Plural? Rashi Galvasa. Cool words. So and I think that one of the reasons is, feel free to send in Makaras that you've seen. I think one of the reasons is that, that not all of them had smicha, not all of them were the biggest tzaddikim. It was a political office, even though many, many chashavarabonim held those positions. That's number one. 
uh, number two, I think it wants to highlight, as an Argomora, that they are in Galos, and there's a big problem. You know, second generation Amoroyim, they, you know, they had um, great-grandparents, grandparents perhaps, that lived through the Chorban, and they are the ones that are um, the, the starkly distant from biblical times. So this is poignant that the Reish Galusa, who could have been someone who was not a Muslimach, or perhaps he was, uh, is asking a halacha about how do you know you're not allowed to make this beautiful crown because of Horban Abayas, destruction of the Beis Midash, we lessen our happiness because of the destruction. So if you look at the commentary in the Seder Olam Zuta, he seems to he seems to think that this is someone called Ravuna Reshkalusa. So Ravuna Reshkalusa asks Ravuna. Um, so it could also be it's confusing that they're both called Ravuna. Um, but uh, that for the first person who's called Ravuna perhaps died when this Ravuna was four years old. So there's a lack of clarity. In any event, if you have clarity, let me know. Um, back to the Gemara Amalei. So Ravuna said to him, he's sitting there with his student Rav Chista. He said to him, Midrabanan, it's a rabbinical ordinance. It's not, it was taught. Bopumus shall aspesianus. When the, the phalanx, the troops, the army of Vespasian came to um, besiege Yerushalayim, Gazu Altaras Chasanem Balha Idus, they made a gazera about um, fancy crowns and about the tambourine. And I, it's, it's especially poignant because I was looking in Seder Olam Zuta. And, and not a few lines before that, did they mention Chorban Abayas and Aspasianus. So it's especially sad and poignant that it's really, you could really just say it's sort of one meta-generation, one impach before this. You know, someone's uh, great-grandfather um, was there at the time. So it's especially poignant that they're mentioning, hey, remember that incident, the one that was before Betar? That is why they stopped it. Your great-great-grandparents knew about it. They were there. So they made a gazera. Come, it's a sa'ad hachi. In the meantime, come Rav Huna, Lafunuye. Rav Huna went up to go to the bathroom. Amalei Rav Chista. Rav Chista would not speak up in front of his Rebbe, Rav Huna. So Rav Chista offered a drash. Krok, Siv. There's a pasuk that's written, Ko Shem Elohim. God says, Haser Metznefes Vahar Matara. Uh, take off the turban and lift up your crown. Zos lozos. Hashfela hagba hagba hashpil. What was below will be made high, what's high will be made low. Bishima inin mitznafes itzlatara. Why is there a turban next to a crown? Ella lomalacha to teach you bizman shemitznafes barosh kohen gadol. Whenever this turban is on the head of the kohen gadol, atara barosh adam. A human can wear crowns at any time. Nistalka mitznefes, take away the turban, merosh kongado, from the head of the kongado, nitzalka tara merosh kongadam. Humans cannot wear crowns at all times. Adahachi asa Rafuna. in the meantime, Rafuna came back while they were talking. Ashkachinehu dahaba yasvi, he found them sitting there, Amalei, he said to him, so, Ravuna said, I swear, it's a rabbinic ordinance, but your name is Chista, and you have very nice words. You're, you're a, a 
chesed, kindness. It means comely. You're appealing. You're an appealing man. You have appealing words. That's a drasha on his name. Um, so the question is, we'll see from the Gemara right now, the next Gemara, with Ravina, that he... Um, Gemara Ravashi says... Um, the drusha of the, the tur turban and the crown. So it seems to be there was some sort of truth to this, perhaps some sort of masora. I guess that would be the answer, answer to the question. If they rejected the drusha, why would they use it? So there must be some sort of masora, at least conceptually, um, from this. So Ravina Shechel Amar Ravashi, the Hava Gada Khalil de Barta, he was weaving this type of crown for his daughter's wedding day. Amrle, he said to him, Lo Mar. When you take off the turban, that you can't have a crown. It has to be like the coin godol. We're talking about men here, but not women. So perhaps he's using the psukim as a definition of the words. Um, or perhaps there's some sort of uh, truth to the drusha that remains. Um, but what, what continues to be powerful is Ravina. Look up Ravina's life. I have it here. Ravina is actually the second Ravina, seventh generation Amora. This is the final generation. We're time traveling here to the latest point in history when they're still quoting people in the Gemara. This is the end of an era, and they're still codifying, they're codifying and talking about the Korban Abayas. So just to be accurate, Ravina found Marbaravashi. So an older colleague of Ravina number two was Marbaravashi, Ravashi's son and eventual successor. Other colleagues were Rabatosva, Rafram, Rosh Shiva and Sura and Popadisa, respectively. So we went from Ravhuna, who is who is Rosh Shiva and Sura, all the way down the line to Rav Tosva, colleague of Ravina. Ravina, colleague with Rav Tosva. So, you know, take the, take the people out of the yeshiva. The yeshiva is still there. Five generations later, the end of an era. And they're still sad about the Churban Abayas. Darsh Ravira. So we need to darshan the rest of that uh, Pasuk from earlier. Zos Mazos and all that. So I did not find Rabbi Avira in the introduction to the Talmud. If anybody has sources on this, please feel free to send them in. So, doing some digging online, Rabbi Avira. As we know, studied Halachos in the Gados, Rabbi Amin, Rabbi Asi, and he was a Talmud of Rabbi Yochanan Bar Nafcha, who was a leading rabbi in the early era of the Gemara, you know, a compilation tradition um, second, he was the beginning of the second generation of Amoraim. And he was born in Tipuri, which is Roman ruled. So already that connection to the Horban. And he could trace his ancestors to Yosef. So, so the Rish Galusa, tracing ancestry back to David Melech, And this, tracing ancestors back to Yosef Atadik, as we mentioned in Shoftim series. And all the way back to Chumash and Yosef. Um, Seven Ways book, you know, it's important to remember that 
Yehuda and Yosef had a split, and it would only fully be put together in Lasud um, Lavo, Moshe ben Yosef, Moshe ben David, and that's a constant riff and tension. So Rabbi Avira, um, sometimes you would say Rabbi Ami or Rabbi Asi because they were both um, friends. When Kesh told the Jewish people, take take off the mitznefes and lift up the crown, the ministering angels said in front of Kesh Baruch Hu, Rabbanu Sha'olam, God, Zos Lahem Yisrael, Sheyakdimu Lefanecha B'Sinan Asta B'Nishma, this is what you do to the Jewish people who forestalled, they put first, at Harsina Naseh, we will do the nishma, then we will understand. Amal and he said to them, Lope, no, Zos Lahem Yisrael, Sheshbilu Es HaGboa, Vibiu Es HaShafel, Vimiu Tzalem Bahechal. No, this is what happens to people who put idols within the base of Megdash. So why is it that Kaddish Baruch Hu listens to these angels, they're constantly coming and bothering Kaddish Baruch Hu, I understand that, you know, Malachim are just the glove of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. They're just the messengers. It's metaphysics. They don't really have their own identity. They don't think have free will. I learned it means there's an objective argument that's being made here. Um, this is what you do to the Jewish people. They said, Asa Benishma. You have to tell the Kohen Gadol to take off the crown. You tell the, I guess, the secular king here to put on the crown. How could this be? Well... They put a tzelem in the heichal, it's time to have a little separation. So Darsh Rabbi, Darsh Rab, Rab Avira, Zim L'Amr Mishmeid Rabbi Ami, Zim L'Amr Mishmeid Rabbi Asi, he quoted both Rabbanim. My Dixie, what does the Pesach mean when it says, Ko Amar Hashem, so does Hashem say, Im Shleimim B'chein Rabim B'chein Nagozu V'Avar, it says Nachum, Im Roa Adam Shemizano Submitum Tzamim, if you see that you're Mizonos, your sustenance, food and money, are tight. Yaseh mehem tzedakah, give tzedakah, v'koshkin kashem rubin. If you give tzedakah, Kodesh Baruch will make your life more comfortable. How much more so if you have a lot of money, give tzedakah. So, one could argue that the Gemara merely wants to give forth more teachings of Rabbi Avira. Let us not let him get forgotten, for he is only quoteth a few handful of times. I want to argue as follows. The Gomorrah is now delineating what is supposed to be our post-Hurban mentality. We no longer have the crown on the Kohanim. And I will add, we are called Mamlechas Kohanim B'Goy Kadosh. We are no longer the leaders in the world. Remember the Gomorrah in Megillah. When the when what is it Tiberia when, when the Jewish people are up, Rome is down. When Rome is up, Jewish people are down. Cannot coexist. So and Caesarea. So our mentality needs to be that we no longer have the honor, the prestige. As Chazal say, we have the Arba Amos, the the four cubits of halacha. That's what this, where's the Shekhinah? It's removed from the base of Midash. What do we have? But four cubits of halacha. So we need to focus on doing mitzvos, giving tzedakah, 
that is what we need to focus on. That way we can survive in Galus. Six days we work, seventh day we rest. Rambam learns it's a mitzvah. We're supposed to go out there and work and try to make a better life for ourselves. Give tzedakah. Kodesh Baruch views it as kindness and blesses us. It's very relevant to our times here, sitting here in May 2022. And dealing with COVID issues, the COVID issues, Baltimore accident the past couple years. And more than ever, people are obsessed, addicted to news. And it's most of it is not important. It just keeps people depressed. People obsess over political issues. The fact of the matter is, people are either going to get together and change things, or they're not. And I do believe there's a room for protesting and looking at ballots and challenging governments. And that is p possibly going to lead to a better situation, much more than people are doing now, both in Israel and the United States. People should be active, but put your faith in Kaddish Baruch Hu. There will be an impact or there won't. Addict addiction to news makes one depressed. Obsession over, is there going to be a basic medish or not? Obsessing over the fact that there's terrible Khurban. It's fait accompli. Either the Jewish people will be behaving and there is a basic medash and security, or there's not. The tragedy is in the behavior, not the etzimbav on him, not the stones and the wood. I thought a lot about this, all these nations, the Chaldeans and the Persians. You know, it's it's not meant to be a superhero story where, oh, these villains are so bad. Those villains were just allowed to come there by Kodesh Baruch Hu. The importance is to, to, to harness the villain within. The, the Yitzhahara, the Ashmedais, we'll get to in a few agados. we got to fight the inner battle and the communal battle. That's really what it is. Kodesh Baruch Hu doesn't really care about Yitzhah on him. He wants the, the behavior and the connection. So our mentality is to go to work, to get tzedakah, focus on halacha. The Gemara further asks, And so it shall be shorn as a sheep and pass. The Academy of Rabbi Shmuel taught, Anyone who trims their property, and gives charity, they'll be saved from the judgments of purgatory. This is analogous, analogous to two ewes, female sheep, that are passing in the water. One is trimmed, one is not trimmed. The one that is trimmed, which seems to be worse because it's less wealth will pass easily and the one that's not trimmed will not pass easily so uh what's the analogy here i mean are we supposed to throw money in the garbage so the answer is i think that this represents materialism if we're so heck bent on having materialism which is the fat you with unshown wool we'll be stuck in the water the gashmius the physicality will grab us that's a third different Type of shot you could see in the water. There's Torah. People tell me the Balatanya says it's Taiva, which uh, similar to here, I believe it's pure Gashmias. And once again, 
Rabbi Yishmael, I looked this up. This is one of the most powerful ones that we've seen yet. So there's a man named Rabbi Yishmael. He was the first Kohen Gadol, rather. People say that's probably not accurate. He was the first man in his family not to be Kohen Gadol. His father was a Kohen Gadol, and his father was a Kohen Gadol, and his father was a Kohen Gadol. Riffing off the classic joke. But he was the first person not to be a Kohen Gadol. First person to live in the post-Korban era. Immediately after the destruction of the Second Temple. Colleague of Rabbi Akiva. So if anyone knew what life was like during the Korban, he was the first man to deal with that. The first person to live through the Korban and extend into the tragedy of Betar. He would tell you. Focus on not focus on not being materialistic. The opulence, the issues of Kamsa Bar Kamsa, we'll see later. Vanisecha says in the Pasuk, Amar Marzutra. Marzutra said, Even someone who is a pauper, who takes money from Sadaka, should get Sadaka. Samarabi so Berkovitz says, How are you supposed to do that if everything is so matumsum? He says that two families who are poor, or two families in Koilel, whatever it is, they exchange tzedakah. So it's tit for tat. You give them the hundred, they give you the hundred. That way everyone is still doing tzedakah. It's not a trick. It's not a lowly version. You're trying to keep tzedakah alive, to love others. And we go to Marzutra. So Marzutra was also one of the later Amoraim, sixth-generation Amora, one of the closest colleagues of Ravashi. He conducted himself, Machmer and himself, a couple famous stories about that, Baba Metzia, etc. However, he made time to visit a deathly ill convert who had no family. He himself was still extremely generous. He forgave anybody who caused him pain. He inserted his text, was inserted into the fourth blessing of Birkhas Amazon, Brachos, Mem Vavamad Beis. So he understood food is a blessing, he understood kindness to everyone, and he was Maharan himself and not others, in my opinion, the way it should be, not to institutionalize Humrah. So if anyone can keep giving us advice about how to live our lives, it is Marzutra. And he says, make sure. Not to forget Torah Tzedakah. We all must imbue ourselves with kindness. And as Mishnah Peah, why would you leave the edge of multiple fields instead of leaving one long field? Because some Amoforshim say, if you do the action of Peah multiple times instead of one big Misa, it will inculcate upon you more kindness. And this is why in high school, uh, one of the mentors said to me, all the little change you have for tzedakah, make sure to spread it out and don't just give it in one blow, in one huge giving. And it definitely inculcated upon me and others to be giving. Was it the story of the Chavetz Chaim? Feel free to correct me. Is it, someone asked him, is it better to be the teller that takes the money or gives the money? The one that gives the money. Finishes off the Gemara. Lo encha od. No longer answer. You don't have to be answered. You don't need to be answered. You won't be poor. Tani Rav Yosef Shuv in Marlo Simone Aeneas. If a person gives tzedakah properly, they won't even have to show him the signs of Aeneas. He won't demonstrate signs of Aeneas. 
he will be remedied. And Rabbi Yosef, you could argue it's fitting that he comes. In the Gemara, we had the Reish Galusa, the Rashi Galvasa, who come from the Davidic dynasty, the David Melech family, and Rabbi Yosef. So then we had someone, right, Rabbi Yochanan, who's from Yosef's family, and the Chain, or I mentioned Rabbi Yochanan, the Chain, is related to Yosef. He had Chain. Now we have someone named Rabbi Yosef, and he is known for being Sinai versus Okar Haram. He is someone who knew the amount of Torah. Not he was not as um, grinding up the mountains, even though the Gemara suggests, the Gemara decides on Rabbah as Rosh Hashiva. Yerav Yosef came later, and he was able to have the massive of knowledge. So the advice is, even he, great, great, great person of the generation, focuses on tzedakah, but he's also a man who reminds us the most important thing is to have the Masora in order. The most important thing is to maintain the information. you got to write it down, you write it down. He gave a Pesach Halacha and Brachos, Mamehem and Aleph, about how people should go out and conduct themselves in the world. So we've got to relate to the secular world. We're in it now. We're in Galus. He had towering stature, but he still did not consider it beneath his dignity to give tzedakah. Baba Kama, Lamed, Vav. He himself would get involved in Shabbos preparations. Kuf, Yotes, and Aleph, and Maseches Shabbos. Beautiful lessons. These are the right people placed in these ghettos to tell us he was blind. Unbelievable, he's blind. Extreme kindness. Okay, Ayn Sham and his biographies, introduction to the Talmud. So, how do we live in the gullest times? We, ha we cannot be fully happy, but we have some happiness. We cannot be fully entrenched in Gashmias. We must give tzedakah and shear off the physicality and that mentality is to reel it in and focus on our Arba Amos of Halakha and my schema I have is number six the Reish Galusa Asra Huna and number seven is when the Gemara shifts to Tzedakah thank you for listening to the Yom Yun podcast and any questions or comments or corrections, please send in to rabbi at rabbibailey.com.